0: Ron, host of Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode number 248. We have our co hosts, Dr. Jerry and Dr. Dan, who will be joining us shortly. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. With an attitude of gratitude, I want to thank everyone that is making this show so popular on the internet and all around the world. Because grateful people are happier, less depressed, less stressed, and more satisfied with their lives and social relationships. So with an attitude of gratitude, thank you and welcome to this broadcast. Today's broadcast was inspired by our listeners. Our listeners wanted to know more about probiotics and the microbiome. So that's what we will be delivering you today We'll give you a history of why it's the gut microbiome is important, what it does positively for your health, and all the areas of your health that it affects. And then the second half of the show is different ways to increase your microbiome and ways to keep it healthy. So, again, I want to thank you. And again, Dr. Ron Radio, Doc Ron Radio. At gmail.com That's why this show is here today Because listeners have written to that email DocRonRadio At gmail.com Our Facebook page is Dr. Ron Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored Please uh, like us there That really helps with our ratings And uh, I don't have a lot more to say At this time So let's introduce uh, Dr. Jerry And Dr. Dan And we'll get on with the show Dr. Jerry how are you?
1: Happy as a pygmy deep in slop, Dr. Ron.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, I've heard that, uh, but I don't believe it. <laughs> Hi, Dr. Dan. How are you?
2: I'm laughing. I don't know. <laughs> good afternoon, Dr. Ron and Dr. Jerry. Well, uh, uh, you can't uh, your board. I'm still here. Like they said, the grass, the grass is under me. It's not on top of me. That's a good thing, huh?
0: Well, that's Absolutely. a good thing for today. You made it.
2: Weather and the weather is beautiful here. What can I say?
0: Well, uh, we are yes, here like the gynecologist's office. I passed by and he had a sign in front of his office that said, Dr. X at your cervix. So we are here at your <laughs> service today. And uh, we will. <laughs> that's uh, have... my
2: joke. Wait a minute.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. This program contains general medical information. The medical information heard on this program is not advice, should not be treated as such. The information is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. You should never delay seeking medical advice disregard medical advice or discontinue medical treatment because of information heard on this program you are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician so you know today you have myself dr ron we have dr jerry and dr dan dr jerry has prepared a lot of information for you but let, let's take it in order, uh, because uh, I, I just want to open by saying: Do you, uh, when you think of supporting your immune system, what do you think of first? Do you think vitamin C? Do you think vitamin D? Do you think about no. eliminating junk food from your diet? Do you think of getting more sleep? Well, a lot of people would would say that's that's what they would think of. Uh, If you've ever studied health and nutrition, you probably know that there are many small yet important things that you can do to support your immune system. And of all the small steps, they do have a positive impact. But here's what most people, including doctors, don't know about immunity. And again, thank you for all the people that wrote in to suggest this topic. Ladies and gentlemen, we share our gut microbes our, our, our body and our gut microbes share each other. In fact, you could even say that a lot of what we are depends on the bacteria we carry. And I'll tell you more about that later as, as regarding our, the male and female sex. They can make us thin. They can make us fat, healthy, sick, happy, and depressed. Science is just beginning to understand all the ways in which gut microbes affect our lives So today we're going to review what is known about gut bacteria so far, including the ways in which they are shaping our bodies and our minds. How gut microbes communicate with the brain. Okay, it wasn't until Dr. Perlmutter wrote the Grain Brain book that that, that most people even heard about that. Why imbalanced gut microbiota or gut microbiome can lead to obesity and diabetes. How harmful gut bacteria can cause heart disease and liver disease. So if this has at your interest, I ask you to stay tuned. And we're going to tell you how to uh, improve this microbiome. Okay, so what is what are we talking about? Okay, a, well, it's a collection of microbes, which are bacteria, fungi, viruses, living in our gut. That's called either a gut microbiota or a gut microbiome. Our gut is inhabited, ladies and gentlemen, by 10 to 100 trillion bacteria. In fact, listen to this, less than half of the cells of the human body actually belong to the body itself. The rest are microbes. Now, previously it was thought that there were 10 times more microbes in the body than human cells, but newer estimates suggest that this relationship is closer to to one-to-one. And Dr. Jerry, I was going to bring him in when he found out. But the human adult gut contains 0.2 to 1 kilogram of bacteria. And how do you, how do we put that in terms they can understand, Dr. Jerry?
1: Well, simply put, as far the human as brain yeah, the human brain weighs like three pounds, and all the bacteria in the body weigh 3.5 pounds. So that's putting it in perspective. <laughs>
0: yeah that's that, and that that was that's a great visual for our audience okay that's a, that's a, how many microbiome bacteria we have, so they play many beneficial roles in our body. they uh, do a, a tremendous amount of thing, and an imbalance of them makes us more susceptible to infection, immune disorders, and that common chronic Problem with all diseases, inflammation. So that can make us susceptible to inflammation. Therefore, improving gut microbiome is a good approach, maybe, to co- combat a wide death spread uh, of disorders and diseases. Now, there are over 2,000 species in the in, in, in humans of different different bacteria, but 80 to 90 percent of them belong to two groups, Firmicutes and bacterio, bacteroidetes, okay? Two groups, pharmacutes and bacteroidetes. In the small intestine, the transit time is short, and there are usually high levels of acids, oxygen, and antimicrobial agents. These all limit bacterial growth. Only fast-growing bacteria resistant to oxygen and able to add, strongly adhere to the gut walls and mucus are able to survive. In contrast, that to our large colon, which has a that has a dense and diverse community of bacteria. These use complex carbs. What are complex carbs? These are the kinds that are not digested in the small intestine. And our and our microbiome changes from the times of, of prenatal. Actually, when we're in the room, it changes again postnatally, childhood, puberty, adulthood, and aging, where we go from Neuronal proliferation to neuronal loss. We go from neuronal migration to apoptosis, cells dying. It was long thought that the gut microbiome was established after birth, but research indicates that the placenta may also have its own unique microbiome. Therefore, humans may be first colonized as fetuses. At birth, the gut is colonized with microbes, from both the mother and the environment. Remember we talked a little bit last week about how a vaginal birth is important in colonizing babies. By the time humans reach one year of age, each individual develops a unique bacterial profile. Very important. The adult-like structures of gut microbiome occur after the third year of life. However, in response to hormones in puberty the gut microbiome undergoes changes once again. And this results in differences between males and females. In adulthood, the composition of the gut microbiome is relatively stable. However, life events can change it. In people over 65, the microbiome community shifts again with an increase of bacteroidetes, Overall, bacterial metabolic processes, such as short chain fatty acid production, are reduced while the breakdown of proteins is increased. Ladies and gentlemen, science is only beginning to understand the many roles that these gut microbiome- mic- microbes play in our bodies. In fact, studies about gut bacteria are growing exponentially. It's an incredible field of research. Lots of articles. I, I looked up 20 articles published since the first of this year on, on probiotics. So there are a lot of questions that remain unanswered. However, we look forward, ladies and gentlemen, to some exciting breakthroughs in the years to come. So I'm going to go through a list, and then I'm going to turn it over to Dr. Jerry because I I could hear – the greyhound in him wanting to get going. He's, 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 he, i got to cut him loose because other than that, I might lose him. I can't, I can't take him, tape him down with duct tape from Florida. So he, I, I hear I hear his engines roaring, even though he has a test like this. It doesn't use gas. I have a tape recorder of a
1: Maserati to give me the effect of taking off from I, the line. I hear it, baby.
0: So. I'm going, to give, I'm going to just give you some general topics, and then we can hit more of them, and then we'll talk about ways that, we, that I'll turn over to Dr. Jerry, and then we'll talk about ways we can increase these, the, the gut microbiome. So gut bacteria produce essential vitamins. More on that later. Gut bacteria produce short-chain fatty acids. You're, you don't see that or hear that on the mainstream news. What are they? They are butyrate, propionate, and acetate. Why am I bringing it up? Because they provide about 10% of the daily caloric requirement. They activate enzymes and stimulate weight loss. Propionate decreases fat buildup in the liver It lowers cholesterol and increases the feeling of satiety. That's when you make you feel full. Acetate decreases appetite. Butyrate decreases inflammation and fights cancer. Acetate and propionate increase trach cells, which curb excessive immune responses. Because if you if you have too much immune response, then you get into the autoimmune diseases. Diets with more fiber and less meat result in higher amounts of short-chain fatty acids. Now, a real important area that I, I want you to just take listen to, and and we'll talk more about this. But gut bacteria change our brains. Okay, this is out of Nature News gut bacteria communicate with our brains. In fact, the gut bacteria influence our behavior and cognitive function. This communication runs both ways. Gut microbes and the brain influence each other, and this is called the gut-brain axis. Gut-brain axis. So how do they communicate? By well, the longest nerve in the body, the vagus, the uh, vagus nerve, and something Dr. Jerry reminded me, the autonomic nervous system. Microbes release serotonin, gamma-aminobenzoic acid, GABA, acetylcholine, dopamine, and noradrenaline into the gut. And and that gets into the blood and some of these may enter the brain. Short-chain fatty acids also produced by bacteria are energy sources for nerve glial cells. Glial cells are in the brain. So for nerve and glial cells. And They do influence immune and inflammatory molecules. So gut bacteria, because of all this, can improve or worsen your mood or behavior. When this gut microbiome is disturbed by infection or inflammation, this can decrease our mental well-being. We know that people with gut inflammatory diseases frequently have bouts of depression and or anxiety. Okay, that could be any of the colitis, the inflammatory bowel disease, small leaky gut syndrome, they have bouts of depression or anxiety. And people with depression have increased bacteroidetes and other uh, microbes, okay, compared to controls. A study of 710 subjects showed that fermented foods, high in probiotics, can decrease social anxiety and anxiety-prone people. Okay, and there's a ton of evidence about this. And well, Dr. Jerry, I know is going to talk about antibiotic. A large study of over a million people showed that in humans, treatment with a single antibiotic course of, of, of a single course of antibiotic drugs increased the risk of depression. The risk increased even further with recurrent antibiotic use. A similar association was found with anxiety. So, gut bacteria and the brain-gut axis. And that can influence your cognitive function. Okay, uh, germ-free mice. Well, that's a whole study with the, giving some some mice uh, uh, infections and some with and without probiotics. The ones with the probiotics had much better cognitive function. Transferring the bacteria from a Western diet-fed mice to other mice increased their anxiety and impaired learning and memory. Why? Because we have this great diet that we all uh, everything is boxed in sealed and artificial. On the other hand, good bacteria improve cognitive function. Several probiotic bacteria were were shown to improve cognitive function in animal models. Gut bacteria, I'm going to go through the rest of these a little fast because I can hear that engine. Gut bacteria can make you more or less susceptible to stress. Gut bacteria strengthen the intestinal barrier. You know, we have a mucus barrier in the gut. acts as a lubricant and protects the gut wall from irritation. This layer is thinner in germ-free animals. That's why germ-free animals are more prone to infection and also experience more heavy and prolonged bleeding. Gut bacteria can cause irritable bowel syndrome. Gut bacteria can make you fat or thin. Obese people and animals have lower gut microbial diversity. In fact, gut microbes can cause obesity. Upon transfer of gut microbes from obese mice to germ-free mice, the germ-free mice became obese. Gut bacteria can improve type 2 diabetes. A study of 345 subjects showed that diabetes had, diabetics had fewer butyrate producers, remember that's a short chain fatty acid, and more opportunistic harmful bacteria. Imbalanced gut microbes may Contribute to heart disease Both human and animal studies suggest this That the gut bacteria contribute to the Development of heart disease Gut bacteria are important For your liver health Microbial imbalances which is called Dysbiosis may play a role In the development of non-alcoholic fatty liver Disease Gut bacteria are really important for immunity Our immunity is strongly connected to our gut In fact 70% Of our immune cells Where do they live? They live in the gut, ladies and gentlemen, 70%. If the gut bacteria interact with our immune cells, more specifically our T cells, and program them into different cells, they they are more more healthy. C-section born infants, Dr. Dan, have delayed activation of T-type immunity. They have decreased Mm. Th1 responses because of the altered gut microbiota. They don't come through the vagina. Gut bacteria, they protect, they protect us against infection. If we have time, I'm going to read a study out of Merlin about treating the flu with probiotics. Gut bacteria shield us from infection. By com- they, they compete for, uh, for nutrients with harmful bacteria. They maintain our mucosal uh, barrier. They stimulate our adaptive immunity. And they do suppress inflammation. Gut bacteria can increase the production of TH17 cells and inflammatory cytokines, or they can promote the production of T cells that decrease inflammation. They can protect us from allergies. I mean, is is this incredible? A study of 1,879 subjects showed that people with allergies had lower gut microbial diversity. And these factors can disturb the factors that can disturb the gut micro, microbiome are associated with having food allergies, and they are C-section, lack of breast milk, antibiotic and gastric acid inhibitors, and PPIs. We've talked about them a hundred times. Antiseptics and a low fiber uh, diet. And believe it or not, number fifteen on my list: gut bacteria protect against asthma. Okay. And antibiotics, on the other hand, I can tell you, increase your risk of asthma. Imbalanced gut microbes contribute, as we said, irritable bowel disease. Uh, they contribute to autoimmune diseases, gut bacteria and diabetes, lupus. We would think lupus when you, we talk about immunity. Uh, gut bacteria and rheumatoid arthritis. Patients with rheumatoid arthritis have reduced Gut microbial diversity uh, seventy two subjects were studied the disturbance in gut microbes was proportional to the disease duration at antibody levels okay and gut bacteria can increase our bone strength okay our gut microbiome also communicates with our bones. however, this association so far has only been studied in animals okay and uh and the list goes on, I mean, in Alzheimer's, in, in, in Parkinson's disease, in colon cancer, uh, in chronic fatigue syndrome, study of a hundred subjects, chronic fatigue syndrome was associated with disturbed gut microbiome. Furthermore, these disturbances in gut microbiome had a, a possible link to the, the, the severity of the disease. Athletic performance and fatigue are associated with these bacteria. It can influence how we age. Elderly people tend to have an overall low diversity they have, of gut bacteria. They have very low abundance of firmicutes and increased Bacteroidetes. Okay, so we're going to talk about that. Gut bacteria can help maintain our rhythm, our circadian rhythm, which is important for our overall health. Uh, So ladies and gentlemen, that is just a brief overview of what our gut can do. Uh, I think we should just take take a real deep breath. I know that was a lot of information and I had talked to our co-hosts and said we sometimes give out too too much information. But just know that the gut microbiome is where your your immunity, 70% of your immunity uh, resides and it's important not to disturb it. So I'm going to take a deep breath, count to 10, and I'm going to turn it over to uh, uh, the Maserati.
1: <laughs> Maserati <laughs> <kid>. <laughs> All right, Dr. Well, Jones, you know, you ahead. brought up so many interesting topics that you got my juices flowing here. You know, almost 39 years ago, June 11th, 1979, John Wayne passed away. You know, when they did an autopsy on the poor guy, he had 45 pounds of excrement in his intestines. So, you know, literally, he probably has shit for brains, you know, when you think about it. Uh, <laughs> all those toxicity, you know, he had cancer, he had colon cancer. Well, you wonder why. You know, when when the transient time is dramatically decreased, those poisons are reabsorbed, and then you get a breakdown of the whole immune system. So that's another interesting uh, little, uh, little pearl that, there. That, to...
0: that life, that, that's true to life. I mean, that actually happens. It is.
1: Yeah, That's I mean so the problem is, you know, yeah, and people think that they have a they go to the bathroom every three or four days. They're they're regular. <laughs> you should have at yeah. least three bowel movements a day. Right. Well, Jerry,
2: I, just, yeah, Jerry, I think John Wayne also smoked four packs of cigarettes a day, something like that. Well, I'm sure that didn't help. And then We're also sure. doing the
1: movies out out in the Midwest where they did all their radioactive testing, you know, with the bombs and crap, that didn't help either. Right, he
2: was out there too, right,
1: you're right. Yeah, yeah. but you know, the other interesting thing I came across, um, you see, Dr. Ron, he he keeps me uh, honest here, he wants me to go into the literature and and get real scientific facts, you know, Um, so ibuprofen, I read an abstract on that. A drug. Uh, basically, it's causing gastrointestinal disturbance of the microbiome, and you know, intestinal bleeding, and that's one of the leading causes of death in the elderly, uh, is uh, internal bleeding from this crap. So, you know, not only does it cause internal bleeding, but it causes um, you know, leaky gut. I mean, I had a, a patient recently from uh, Nova Scotia who was given naprosyn, which is another you know, NSA drug and it tore up her, her intestines. She was so bad that any liquid she could drink was water. Anything else would double her over, you know, double her up. She would have a interstitial cystitis. Anyway, so she had called up in desperation, and I put her on a, a natural uh, probiotic called Bravo, which, you know, we can talk about a little bit later. And in three, it took three weeks to heal up her gut, but she was back to 100% normal without pain and without, uh, you know, ovary pain and that kind of business. So, yeah, it, it, this is like the uh, the dispatcher of a whole immune system in, in your gut, and it's real important uh, that we pay attention to it. And, you know, a couple of the little items that I mentioned have 11 ways of uh, uh, you're hurting your gut. It's basically eating too much sweets. You know, the processed sugar basically feed the potential pathogenic or unhealthy bacteria. The wine and beer, uh, alcohol consumption alters, your, again, your microbial balance. Poor sleep habits, and unfortunately, if you're getting less than seven hours of sleep a night, uh, your cell membrane potential gets very low, and you can't kick out the viruses from your cells. That's why your immune system gets really battered. Um, Again, subtle changes in microbial uh, makeup. Antibiotics, forget about it. Uh, These things are really toxic. And I I read a statistic, and it blew me away, Dr. Dan and Dr. Ron, 80% 80% of the antibiotics produced by the pharmaceutical industry goes to the livestock industry, 80%. So when we're eating beef or whatever, we're getting low doses of antibiotic. And that's why, you know, whenever possible, grass-fed, you know, no antibiotics, no steroids, no growth hormone business, you know, helps keep our body healthier. Um, yeah. not Isn't that crazy? Just
0: just, just Yeah, it is It is crazy, but that, that is the reason European Union doesn't buy our beef.
1: Or South America. South mm. America. Yeah, they don't yeah, want any of the Australia,
0: adults, they, all they, all won't the well, no, they won't touch it. They won't touch
1: it. Yeah, because of also mad cow, because they were feeding the poor cows, you know, ground-up uh, protein from other animals, which they're vegetarians, you know. Anyway, uh, it's crazy, you know. It's just like, it's a sci-fi movie, but in real life. Yeah. Uh, not getting enough fiber in our diet, you know, the, the, it serves to help to feed the microbes. We talk about a prebiotic, you know, you need the fiber to feed the good, healthy bacteria. Also, living in the city with all the pollution, I remember I saw a cute cartoon that a wife was telling her husband in New York, he said, you better hurry up and eat your food before it gets dirty. <laughs> <laughs> so, so living wow. in a big city, you know, has has upsides, yeah. but also has its downsides. You know, you can tell when the pollution is really bad because you can't even smell the bus fumes. <laughs> <laughs> so, you the get water is coming containing... out
0: your front door.
1: Exactly. So. You know the chlorine. You know it, it's just so ubiquitous in our society. You know we grew up with chlorine. We think it's uh, it's safe, but chlorine in the water kills both the good and the bad bacteria. And and the the food colorings, artificial food colorings, they, they actually are like antibacterial and antifungal. It's crazy stuff. And the really? soaps, like yeah, Dr. Ron, you would oh. mention this. The the microbial soaps. You know, give them to somebody you don't like. You know, it only lasts for about 20 minutes. Yeah. So, and the antibacterial sweet. products, they destroy healthy microbes. It's crazy. Oh. I know. What's yeah, it? Uh, yeah.
0: No, I was going to say because without our microbes, as we're learning, we can't exist.
1: Right. 100%. So, these poor kids that are playing in the uh, underprivileged neighborhoods, you know, with the polluted waters and the dirt and all, they're building up their immunity naturally. Yep. You know, George Carlin had a great line, you know, he used to say, when I grew up, we used to swim in the Hudson River, it was filthy, we played in all the dirt, and he said, none of the kids got polio or any of the diseases. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, and I, I remember my, my, my parents, I grew up in South Philadelphia, and then when that water was horrible, they said, yeah, but it's pure, it's got
1: chlorine in it. Gee, exactly. <laughs> Pure <laughs> chemical. So NSAID pain relievers, we mentioned that they also goof up the digestive floor and intestinal mucosa. And the 11th one, the Wi-Fi, I mean, there's documentation out there that shows unequivocally that the Wi-Fi will destroy and disrupt intestinal flora. So there's 11, you know, important little areas that if you can tweak your lifestyle a little bit, you're going to enhance your intestinal floor. Um, I know
0: they're 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 great great eleven great great points. I love
1: them. Yeah, simple. You know, you don't have to swim through crocodile infested waters. You know, to, to make changes in your life. Uh, you know, everything in moderation.
0: Well, all right. So we know how important it is, and we know some things—the eleven things that can interfere with it. But if our if that somebody wants to get on a probiotic, what uh, should they do? Their research. What should they do?
1: Well. There's a couple of interesting uh, tidbits that I I uncovered in my research. Uh, number one, of course, you want to try to find a good quality company, you know, not a fly-by-night. And they're talking about CFUs. What the heck's a CFU? It's colony-forming unit. So the more you have the better quality of the uh, probiotic you're going to have. The probiotics are capable of dividing and forming colonies. said so you need active you know, colonization. The other thing, too, is um, some of these companies are uh, putting out a uh, probiotic that's immersed in like an oil. So I know there's one company called Natrin. They have a product called Health Trinity, and they have this oil matrix that protects The uh, probiotic against stomach acids, even down to 1.8 pH, which is pretty damn acidic, and also against the bile acids. You know, and what's interesting in my uh, little journey through physiology, the bile is what controls the population of the intestinal uh, flora. So it's a key factor. That's why you don't, you know, get consumed by your own bacteria in your intestines because the bile, you know, keeps it under control. But, again, you also want to protect the probiotic from from those two factors, the acid and the bile. Uh, There's other products. Uh, We use a product called Assist. Uh, It has 29 soil-based organisms, and that has enteric coated, again, to protect against the acids and, and the bile and uh, that's available from ICNR if anyone's interested. Uh, I know the reason I found it, my secretary at the time was taking a course up in in New York in nutrition, and she had some really bad acne issues. And when she started to take the prescriptive cyst, her acne totally cleared up. It was amazing. A lot of the acne that that these kids are uh, sporting today is because of intestinal toxicity.
0: Great point, great
1: point. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's simple. You don't have to, you know, putting all all those drugs, you know, uh, what the heck they call that, the, the vitamin A. Yeah, the tetracyclines and other drugs. <laughs> yeah, they're they're killing the, the bacteria in the intestines, but if you would change the, the milieu in there, you know, the environment, you get rid of the pathogenic bacteria, you won't get the zits on your face. Um, one of the best ones that I found is this Bravo yogurt, and, and the reason being there's three components to this. Number one, it has 42 organisms. Uh, two, it, it has colostrum, which is basically um, you know the first milk that the uh, pregnant uh, mothers or the calves uh, or get. And the third major component is GMAP, it's glycoprotein macrophage activating factor. It's like little Pac-Man running around your body engulfing. Uh, viruses fungi and even cancer cells um so and it also comes in a dairy-free formula you know this is something that we also carry for our patients so you got prescriptive you got bravo you got natrin you want to look for something that has multiple species in there you know and also something that has at least 40 billion with a b 40 billion uh you know microorganisms because you need that quantity to uh, percolate through the little nooks and crannies of your intestines. And the thing is, when you stop taking a probiotic, within several days, it basically drops back to its normal, um, you know, baseline. And, again, that's because of the control factor of the bile. So, you know, in a healthy environment, eating good fiber in your diet, less sugar, less alcohol, less drugs, You know, the bacteria have a chance to flourish and keep a good uh, baseline. Um, Other components, again, uh, you want to get a formula that has research behind it, uh, not something that somebody put together in their basement. And there's uh, plenty of research on most of these good quality, uh, you you know, products that you can look up. I mean, there's university studies. And that's what you – you want to get something – a bigger bang for your buck uh, because but if you, you know, go to amazon
0: we, and you you get people saying, Well, this is the best one I had. What do you think about those reviews
1: They're paid off a lot sixty uh, percent have been paid for these product reviews I mean it's despicable. Um, the other thing too is people think, Oh, you know i'm going to the market and I'm buying you know yogurt that has probiotic in it well, most of the the quality of the milk that they're using is you know pasteurized and it's not clean, you need to get it from raw, unpasteurized milk whenever possible without um, antibiotics, steroids, or growth hormones and the other key component is that if there's too much sugar in these commercial yogurts, you know sometimes thirty grams it's nuts, so there's no way, wow. and plus when they pasteurize it um you know it's it's 160 degrees for uh, 30 minutes. So if if you're inoculated with probiotic and then you pasteurize, you're destroying it. One interesting little thing that I came across, there's a wonderful little drink, and um, I've been taking it for years, called kombucha. Uh, it's it's unpasteurized, and it's fermented. So it's not, you know, a high concentration uh, of a pill, you know, probiotic, but it has about a, a billion uh you know the species in there and and it's alive you know it's fermented and it's live and it's nutritious when you're drinking um you know seven up for example you're getting like uh, what 11 teaspoons of sugar in it i mean yeah. it, mm-hmm. you're driving yeah. the, your crazy bacteria up a wall and then then you can't understand why your head starts spinning around you can't remember who you are
0: wow <laughs> that's really great information how about kefir
1: Kefir is wonderful, and it's simple to make. You know, it's basically you want to start with raw, grass-fed milk. And, uh, you know, once you make the kefir, and you can go on YouTube. I mean, I'll tell you, it's one of the best reference sources uh, out there. I don't care if you're fixing your toilet or you want to make kefir. There's a video on there that shows you exactly how to do it. And once you make the kefir, okay, uh, you can make 10, I think, was it at least 10 replications of it by taking the original starter and inoculating it into another batch of raw uh, milk. So, you know, it's actually cheaper, and then you can add whatever the heck you want into it. I, I've been taking that moringa that I turned Dr. Ron onto it, and in the mornings I take my uh, probiotic, you know, my yogurt that I made, and I add a packet of the moringa in it, and let me tell you, it's so good, even my cats like it. I've been
0: using that for a week now. I love it. Well, it has everything
1: in there. I mean, you know, let's... Wait a minute. Go back to
0: your cats. I want want to hear about the cats because we forget about our animals sometimes. So tell me about your cats.
1: Yeah, well, they basically um, are on all raw foods. Okay, they never were inoculated. And they're the healthiest and, you know... This position, like you can't imagine, they're not, you know, bouncing off the walls like these cats that have been uh, immunized because you get uh, excitotoxins released in their brains, and that's why they, they're hyperactive. But I put, I just for the heck of it, I put uh, one of my bowls of the uh, yogurt with the uh, uh, moringa to see what would happen, and they licked the bowl so damn clean I didn't have to wash it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll tell you, but I've yeah, been it has every week you know, and I, my energy level is just going through the roof.
1: Oh, my God. Um, I, talking about energy level, I, I just started a, a new supplement that I think I'm levitating here in the chair. It's called PQQ, <laughs> and it basically uh, increases the number of mitochondria in your body. And it also takes the old mitochondria, which is your little powerhouses where they look like Idaho potatoes, and it it reenergizes them. So basically, you know, my philosophy is I want to wake up with the energy level of a five-year-old in the morning. I don't want to, you know, have to eke my way out of the bed, you know, aches and pains. I mean, that's for old people, man, let me tell you. But this new new supplement is, you know, I'm ready to, to hop on my bike and ride home.
0: Yeah, that, that's great. What, uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Smith has a website, ICNR.com. So that's that's where you can pick up some of the, these products. Well, that's, yeah, great, the information. Line, yeah.
1: Yeah, the that's great information. Yeah, the key with probiotics is you really should be taking it on a regular basis to keep your immunity as high as possible. Because, you know, when I see these cancer patients or the, any other, you know, debilitating disease with Lyme disease or all this other factors you got to start with the intestines you got to start with the liver and when you re-implant the healthy bacteria then, then they can start to heal the leaky gut problems and then get the digestion improved but you know if you you get an average person with all kinds of diseases and start throwing vitamins at them you get chaos because they can't absorb it and and the Things that they do absorb are partially digested and it creates all kinds of allergies and dumping. Um, you know, it's like I said, it took me well, over 35 years to connect the dots on a lot of these issues. And when you start to analyze what the heck is really going on, you know, a perfect example um, uh, mother brought their daughter in to me today. She's missing uh, conge- uh, bicuspid teeth. The tooth buds are not present in the jawbone. Now you would say, oh, it's genetic, you know, uh, there's nothing you can do about it. But when I did the testing, she had a low thyroid, which, you know, reduces the metabolism so that the structures can't develop properly. But more importantly, I picked up that she had mercury in her thyroid, and mercury and, at the site in the jawbone where the tooth buds didn't develop, and she also had glyphosate. Now, glyphosate is a pesticide by Monsanto, and I, and I read in the literature where it's actually an antibiotic, So it gets in and tears up your gut. So Mm -hmm. the glyphosate and the mercury were in her jawbone where the tooth buds didn't develop. And I'm saying to the mom, look, I can't promise you, but the fellow who developed this incredible laser device, which I use in my practice, that goes through 14 different frequencies of every metal on the periodic table, cleanses the DNA. So what I'm hoping is that by removing the glyphosate from her jawbone, removing the mercury from her jawbone, and stimulating and cleansing the DNA with a special laser, that there's a good chance maybe the tooth buds will start to develop.
0: Hmm. That's really interesting. I, I, I want to report something at, at, when we have time, too, on, on my experience with the Rife and how it affected my jaw. but. We'll get to that. I mean, it's just incredible these frequencies, ladies and gentlemen. I can't explain it in terms that maybe you, that I can give you a visual. Um, I think Dr. Jerry might be able to, but I can't do it right now. But I can tell you that I've been experimenting with different right frequencies, and this—I can see why this uh, whole line of research was covered up and destroyed because it's really effective. It is very well, that- effective.
1: Well, let me tell you this. Uh, I, I came across this guy, John Hutchison. He, he's a, a maverick researcher from uh, uh, British Columbia. And he's built a device, a frequency device, that he's treated the water in the Gulf of Mexico and reduced the oil concentration from seven parts per million to under one part per million. And, and the f- uh, fish and f- uh, fauna are or reappearing he's clearing up the water using frequencies
0: wow yeah i mean i i i can understand what's happening and i'm trying to get a firm uh, grip on scalar energy the the, uh, the space between the atoms and uh but i i cannot verbalize it for our audience yet uh and maybe sometime when i can we'll have a program on that uh, but let's get back a little bit to, because you told me something else I think that was important. You said that about the shelf life of, of the uh, probiotics. Uh, not, don't don't just buy ones that uh, uh, give you the manufacturing date, right? You want ones that uh, have an expiration date, not just a date they're manufactured, and you want to follow their storage recommendations.
1: So yeah, exactly. Would... Usually, you know, good quality ones, you may have to keep it in the refrigerator, um, the enteric coated ones, you literally don't have to keep refrigerated, which kind of makes it neat when you're traveling. I know the uh, prescriptive cyst doesn't need refrigeration. Um, uh, the oil-based ones, you may have to uh, just because the oils may go rancid possibly. But the key is uh, you don't want to keep it in your glove compartment you know, at uh, 115 degrees in the, in the summer uh, or your trunk. But... You know, again, if it's intercoated, you can keep it on the, the shelf and not be refrigerated. Um,
0: all right. Well, I mean, this is all good stuff, ladies and gentlemen. And, and you know, all our shows are archived at, on blogtalkradio.com, Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored. We're on iTunes. We're in Google Play. We're on Stitcher. TuneIn in radio. Tell your friends. Uh, they can listen to the show if you want to learn about probiotics. And if you want to learn about prebiotics. Uh How many people know what's what's a prebiotic? All right, but it's a plant fiber, it's a resistant starch. Okay, I want to start this subject off, Doctor Jerry. Prebiotics are basically non-digestible plant fiber, complex carbs. They have the following characteristics: resistant to stomach acidity and digestive enzymes. That bile that Doctor Jerry just talked about. They can reach the colon undigested. In the colon, they are fermented by the gut that's present there in that microbiome, and they promote the growth and activity of good bacteria. So prebiotics include oligo and polysaccharides, inulin, resistant starch, and pectin. They are names associated with fiber. And these these prebiotics, they increase the growth of beneficial bacteria, okay? And they also increase... Butyrate-producing bacteria. That short-chain fatty acid. In 19 subjects, the fiber increased overall microbiome richness and stability. Okay, Doctor Jerry, what do you have on, on prebiotics? Because most people don't yes. even have, have never heard about kimchi or whatever uh, the, the
1: fermented veg, the food. Yeah, basically, it's, it's the fertilizer. Um, you know, you have the fertilizer, and then you have the actual. Uh, bacteria, so the two together uh, enhance the the effect uh, as opposed to just taking the the probiotic uh it, It's just a wonderful uh, combination so again that's one of the things that you want to look for in the uh you know bottle that you're buying, whatever the probiotic you want to make sure it has a prebiotic factor
0: and, and again and you can take it take take some fiber
1: right? exactly uh you know look you're gonna to have to change your lifestyle. Look, if you think you can just take the probiotic and think of it as a magic bullet, you're just diluting yourself and that you're delusional. Uh, the key in this game here is that eating clean every day is your insurance policy that you're going to be on this planet a little bit longer and, and not have a tube up every orifice when you're in the nursing home. Um, it's that simple. Uh, I mean, I have before and after photographs. I have to write it up, a case study where a young fellow had all kinds of pimples and, you know, white pus heads and stuff and all he did was clean up his diet and you know we put him on some good basic supplements and his face completely cleared up. I mean you could put a ton of expensive prescription drugs and it's like painting on rust. It's just going to cover it up. You're not getting to the root cause of the problem which I that's my mantra you know root cause. Get to the root cause. It's simplistic and it's less expensive and the results are far reaching.
0: I think it's, if it's you it's want to eat good.
1: some
2: uh, uh, some uh, prebiotics,
1: it,
2: eat some raw garlic.
1: Oh, I, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Raw asparagus. Have Have you ever eaten raw asparagus? I never yes,
2: have. Yes,
1: uh, and I've juiced it, uh, Doctor Dan. I don't know. if I just made juice last night. I put some fresh beet and some Granny Smith apples and. The raw asparagus. You know, asparagus has very powerful anti-cancerous properties. I don't know if you're aware of that. But yeah, I, it, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And it, look, get the, the le, less you, you tamper with your food, the better off you are. The, the more heat you apply, the more you destroy it. And it's the more energy your body has to waste to process the whole thing. I mean, when I feed my cats raw raw food, I, get, oh, I gave them sashimi last night, guys. They went after wow. it like, uh, like Grant went through Richmond. <laughs> and, <laughs> well, that,
0: that, that, there, there's their DNA kicking in.
1: You better believe it. You know, fish is the most easily assimilated form of protein. And, you know, I but I throw in some Pure Synergy, which has 60 different organic uh, and grasses and herbs and stuff like that, and uh, nutritional flakes, which have all the B vitamins in there. Um and these little guys, I mean, their poops don't even stink. Yeah. It's, well, Dr. you know. Dan,
0: you mentioned asparagus and garlic. Right. What, what other uh, nat- natural foods? What, what do you got?
2: Well, I, I got acacia gum, which you find in a lot of things, gum, gum, Arabic. You got raw dandelion, raw, raw dandelion greens. Maybe that's why the Italians, they, they love dandelions.
1: Yeah, it cleans Maybe. out your liver and your kidney.
2: Right. Maybe that's, that's the reason why some of them live real, well, they no. they live a long time.
1: No, Dr. Uh, it's the dandelion wine that makes them live longer.
2: That's the thing I have to get. I don't have any of that right now.
0: <laughs> well, look, long-term hey. consumption of a Mediterranean diet Right,
2: right it's a Mediterranean point, diet.
0: diet. But it increases butyrate. Butyrate, that short-chain uh, fatty acid that has uh, I, I could do a show just on the health benefits of butyrate. So, dandelion, what else you got? I got underripe
2: bananas have the most prebiotics, underripe bananas, that cow we don't like to eat. So, when I was doing the research, it said, well, if you don't like them, put them in a the blender and mix them with other things, right, before they get real ripe and, and, and you know, sweet and mix it up. And then, then you then you take it down and you get the benefits of the prebiotic. And you got raw chicory, and of course the garlic with all the things that go with it, which is, uh, uh, you know, the onions and so forth. Um, and uh, well, we got the asparagus, and then uh, you you mentioned the yogurt and the kefir. Am I right on that, Jerry?
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Uh,
2: and, I have here. And your- kimchi. Is that kubacha? How do you say no, that? Kimchi. kimchi is just fer, fer, fermented. Uh, uh,
0: cabbage. I think it's, cabbage. Yeah, it's cabbage. Cabbage, yes, cabbage. Fermented yeah. cabbage. Oh kimchi. yeah, cabbage. Yeah.
2: Right, right. They mentioned cabbage, and they mentioned cultured veggies. Right. Raw honey. See if you if you if you agree with this fine. If you don't, let's discuss it. Wheat dextrin, psyllium, psyllium husk, whole grain wheat and corn. And uh all the other things that I mentioned. Is there anything in there right. that uh contradicts what what you've gotten into, Jerry? Well,
1: a little nervous and about the corn because most of it is genetically modified. That's it. that's uh, the
2: only problem that I thought I thought about too. In fact I'm talking to the uh to one of the uh landscapers here and he's putting glyphosate right next door to my house and there's glyphosate on the other side. I don't use it. How am I going to get away from it?
1: Well that's it's why you're into to to my take house. You have to take, you know, uh, good chelating agents like glutathione, antioxidants to to protect you because you're going to get exposed to it. I mean, I found it in my own body, and, and I'm trying to be as careful as possible. And, again, uh, I don't use it on my property, but, you know, the yeah, neighbors. Yeah, we don't either. Yeah, and if the neighbors do, it, you know, in a hot day it vaporizes and bada-bing, bada-boom, you're going to get exposed to it. So the only way around it is keeping your gut flora at a nice level by taking probiotics on a regular basis. And and fermented foods, you know, the the thing that you guys didn't mention, and uh, my grandparents would love sauerkraut. Well, guess what? Lactic acid, it keeps the colon acidic so that the bacteria remain healthy. That was the whole purpose of eating these fermented foods.
2: I talked to this one landscaper just to get an idea of what he was doing. He's a new guy next door. And he's 25 years old, and he's doing all this work, and he's spraying. And he and his partner are spraying all this glyphosate, and he says, "Oh, I know it causes cancer, but what are you going to do?" Oh, no man's going either. Is that amazing? Yeah, it's scary
1: that exactly. it's so exactly. brain exactly. Scary.
2: Yeah, I think so. Good-looking guy, and he just got engaged, and I I had a good talk with him,
1: but. Well, the and best thing you can much. do, <laughs> Dr. Dan, the best thing you can do is buy an insurance policy using his name. <laughs> and they, there you go.
0: You know, ladies <laughs> but and gentlemen, this whole field is so interesting. It's, it's developing exponentially as we talk. If you don't think it's interesting, to think about this. If females in puberty receive gut bacteria from adult males, they develop masculine microbiota. The, their microbiome becomes that more associated with a male, and they also end up with elevated testosterone levels.
1: So mm. if you don't
0: think it is important? Just think about your children and how the change in their their intestinal microbiome can influence their hormones and and end up with the wrong hormone, and then the cancers that result from that. This is really. Right. This, as I said, this this subject was uh, stimulated by uh, comments from our la- from last week's radio show, radio program, or, or podcast last week. But the more we get into it, the more I started researching for this gentleman because he thought that uh, CFUs were the 10 million different organisms, and he didn't know how to pick them out. Uh, A really intelligent person too, but you know, I think we we did straighten that part out. But this is really an important field, and I think. Uh, The three of us have learned a lot uh, in doing research for this podcast.
1: Well, you know, Dr. Ron, what's interesting, uh, many, many years ago, back in the 80s, I had food poisoning uh, one evening, and I had a bottle of Bifidobacterium bifidum in my refrigerator. Uh, It was a natron product, Um, and uh, I took four teaspoons of that in water. In 20 minutes, all my symptoms totally cleared up. Wow. Yep, it was amazing. Uh, you know, I was—I I couldn't even walk. I was crawling on the floor. That's how bad I was. And I had to have my wife. I, I said, "Run down to the refrigerator, get that bit of them out there, and four teaspoons dissolve it in water." And let me tell you, twenty minutes later, I was a new person. That's how that's powerful. You know. it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's a great story because you know I wanted to, to bring this out if we had time, and I'll do it now. Uh, you know the CDC and the Walgreens and Walmart's all you know, once you get your flu shot, even though there's a you know, it, it didn't work, right? But Georgia State yeah. researchers, in a in summary fashion here, as I read this, they injected lethal doses of influenza A virus into mice, and the ones that were pre-treated with probiotics lived, and those that didn't were not treated with probiotics died. Okay. How is that for a treatment for the flu? And Doctor Jerry's—he's again living proof of it. Now, wouldn't that be great? If, I was thinking if we had a nasal spray of probiotics, that plus a peroxide in the ear and ozone in our ears—I mean, that's better than any flu shot that the, uh, that they'll ever develop.
1: Yeah, we okay, could so. call it a nasal douche. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> we we'll put that colloidal silver in with it, but there are you so many uses to this, and. uh you know, it, it does affect your cholesterol. And you, your doctor probably never told you about probiotics affecting your cholesterol. Yeah, because he wants never to take you.
1: that ca- Caribbean trip, you know, by pushing the statin yeah. drugs. That's why.
0: I mean, it, it's just incredible. I I hope everybody learned as much as I did researching for today's podcast. I, I think it's a great, great subject. Um, uh, Dr. Daniel, you know, do you have anything else as you were researching?
2: It looks like the uh, bowel is maybe the most i don't know if it's the most important part of the body where everything goes through the bowel i mean if your bowel is not right the rest of your body is going to go wacko your brain your heart everything everything isn't going to work right well
1: so you know to, yeah, it was there was interesting, interesting, yeah there was in an interesting yeah there an interesting article written by a, a, a senior chiropractic student by name of Alan Immerman back in mm-hmm. um, i don't know, I think it was 84 anyway it was called intestinal toxemia and, you know, it was, he did 100 years of research in the medical literature. So, you know, it wasn't hearsay, maybe if. It was based on science. And years and years ago, you know, in the 40s and the 30s, high blood pressure. They would, you know, do enemas, clean out the bowel. Uh, you know, arrhythmias at the heart, clean out the bowel. Um, right. All kinds of medical issues were, were being cleared when they cleansed the intestines. And, um, you know, again, it's it's back to basics, and it's too simple. That's the problem. You know, you, you can't charge a gazillion dollars uh, telling someone to get a colonic or, or take probiotics.
2: What about coffee enemas? Have, have, have you gotta have you've got to hold the cream with... and
1: sugar there, Dr. Dan. <laughs> <laughs> and not too hot. <laughs> and not too hot, right. You don't want to get sued.
2: <laughs> you, want the,
1: you want a nice type temperature. Well, you know, it's have interesting. You... you know, coffee enemas are wonderful. When you got a really serious illness, the caffeine turns on the glutathione S-transferase mechanism in the oh, liver, it does work and it, that it way. dumps. Okay. Yeah, and it dumps the toxins like uh, really rapid. So, uh, yeah, when you're really have, or nailed against the wall with a serious uh, disease process, that's wonderful to lessen the burden. Yeah. Do you
2: have to use caffeine, or or can? Well, that's what makes it
1: work. You know. Um, the caffeine makes turns on that mechanism, and in fact, uh, we used to get a. It was called Blonde Blend. It was from uh, Peru. It actually had a higher level of caffeine than your normal coffee, uh, and, and it makes it just more effective. When you when you drink it, unfortunately, it doesn't have the same effect of uh, activating the liver. But taking it rectally, it does.
0: Yeah, one just one more of our friends. You, if you're thinking of coffee enemas, it has to be organic, please. Of
1: coffee course. Is a you know,
0: Great pesticide uh, being out there.
2: Yeah, one one of our one of our friends tried it along with the chemotherapy, but it didn't work.
1: Yeah, uh, but she was, uh, the, it's a band aid. She was far it's
0: advanced. Tough. I mean, you got to do. Yeah, it yeah, yeah, anyway. yeah.
2: I told you about her. her she yeah. was far advanced. Her metastases was uh, was all over the place, though. So. So the, the and that's just,
1: that's just a breakdown just breakdown of the whole immune system from the intestines right. to everything else. And then, you know, they, they're looking, everyone at that stage, they're looking for a magic bullet. And unfortunately, it doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's
0: a lot of the trials, even at the Mayo Clinic uh, that use vitamin C. They, they did it in people that were just beat up with uh, x-rays and chemo and whatever. Then they say it doesn't work. Rather than using it primarily... They were using it on, on people that were already butchered, and of course it didn't work. It wasn't that magic bullet. Right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this has been, uh, for me, I don't know about for you, this has been a really interesting subject. Uh, oh, yeah. And I uh, hope you tell your friends about it. We, we all had a great time here. Uh, I'm going to just, re- because we, we talked about the gut, I just want to share with you a sign on a septic truck that I saw. And it said, yesterday's Meals on Wheels.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, I love it.
0: All right, Dr. Jerry, you're Doctor uh, no, Dan, you go first. What do you got for our audience?
1: What
2: do, what do I have for the audience? A closing
0: thought. I'll, a put a you on
2: closing a spot. thought for the audience. Okay. I'll put you on a spot. You put me on the spot. You, you got me today.
0: Uh, uh I, just, I, I I never got you without words. Me?
2: If you're gonna take an enema
1: be careful. Make sure you're close to a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> and make sure who's ever given you the enema
2: packs away. And you're close to a toilet's a good one.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: All in right. fact, it, I have one other electrician kind of slide but, on it. When it said, I when I
2: grew up when I was growing up my parents my parents believed in it in the enema. There, so you don't you didn't catch me with without words and I guess a lot of times those enemies worked that they gave us. Whatever they were. Doctor so, Jerry. There we go. Yeah.
1: You know, basically I came across a really wonderful quote and it says it's better to walk alone. Than with a crowd going in the wrong direction.
0: Mm. Uh, beautiful. Uh, our, our youngsters could learn from that one. Right. Absolutely. And and, and yeah. our young doctors could learn from that. Uh, I could tell you how it's like. You know, the, they they talk about the wailing wall and people hitting their heads against it, and that's that's what we're doing here in the show. But in, until we get a concussion, we're going to continue. Because I went to a physician to get an exam, and did you have your pneumonia? Did you have your influenza? Did you have your singles? Did you have this? Did you have that? And I said no. I and I said just fill out my form. He did, but that the physical consisted of asking me if I had all these immunizations. So we are uh, really uh, swimming upstream.
2: And it's a tough fight too, uh, Doctor Ron.
0: Yeah, but I think it's going to be worth it Uh, in the end. I think uh, because our system is failing. And people need options. And I did have a a conversation with Dr. Hurtog in Brussels today. Uh, And uh, he will be on our program. And, uh, you know, again, he's a modern-day MD that that has one of the largest endocrine clinics in in, in Europe. And third generation.
1: Yeah. Yeah, basically, uh, uh, Mark Starr, you know, referenced him in his book on hypothyroidism. And these guys are incredible. Uh, with with their uh, thyroid approach, unbelievable! I can't wait to to hear what he has to say.
0: Well, not only thyroid. Wait to hear what he has to say about cortisol. He's almost of the of the opinion of subclinical adrenal syndrome, like subclinical hypothyroidism.
1: Well, there's then, a lot of that people. You mentioned,
0: who...
1: Yeah, the, you know it's interesting. I, I was at a meeting back in March, last March, and this one company from California has an adrenal complex that has the the cortex extract, okay, and let me tell you, it's an amazing product because we pick up, you know, subclinical hypothyroidism and also subclinical hypoadrenia. and without a prescription, though, I can use this herbal formula, and let me tell you, it supports the adrenal cortex, and it helps get these people out of the dumps yeah it's really
0: our 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 society beats our adrenals up with a lot of stress he has a questionnaire and some practical uh, information on how to diagnose it in addition to the scientific way with 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 lab studies but he he said the lab values are all messed up they're 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 missing a lot of hypoadrenalism so that's that's going to be a really interesting talk ladies and gentlemen and of course we'll we'll let you know when that's going to happen but uh, we'll probably have to pre-record it because of the time change, but uh, this, the, this, this, these diseases are the, the the lab values, like we say, are only they're they're based on sick people, not on well people. So we'll, we'll have to get more involved with that with you and and bring you up to date and and uh, have some of these diagnoses not demonized and have some of these steroids that. Uh, maybe they might be homeopathic They, they might be natural adrenal cortex and Sometimes you need the synthetic To shock your system back into in, in balance But that, I think that will be An interesting conversation Alright, Dr. Jerry, Dr. Dan We have really been over an hour Which is just great, I don't mind that Because it has been a, any. any do, do we think we covered enough of this subject?
1: I think so Yeah, we covered
0: a lot Yeah, it sounds good Alright, thank you, you. Alright, well you we're next going to week. end this program And mm-hmm. see you next week Alright, ciao everybody God bless you, go, Dr. Ron And Dr. Ron I have left the building Thank you for listening To Rejuvenation Health Radio Here on Bang pop radio See you next week Ciao